This week's show is brought to you by HealthyMail.com. Just go to HealthyMail.com or call 877-4-VIAGRA. That's the number four and Viagra spelled out. Use the code word GLORY and you'll get 20 pills for $49. And this week's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Just go to AdamandEve.com, type in the word GLORY at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item, a bunch of free stuff and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at this is episode 501 which is really a carryover from episode 500. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much pretty much about uh about an hour worth of tape that we had gotten last week uh from the puzzle guys when they were in studio. We will not be covering some of the big news like the impeachment moves to the big house from the judiciary committee that happened today, so they uh they approved that. That's moving on. And then there's also uh Boris Johnson looks like he's going to be uh the UK only by a landslide. Only by <laughs> But Way to whatever. go, UK! <laughs> hey guys, um, we're garbage too. So yeah, no, it's it's. Just, I can't. I you know, I I I just think like I think to myself, I'm like, wow, you guys really did that, huh? Yeah. You know, <laughs> one of my favorite things about our current descent into madness is that you can watch it happening in this sort of painfully slow real time where you're like, oh. no, no. It, it's like feeding your hand into the garbage disposal <laughs> in slow motion. That's what we've been doing for so long. Oh, it's so sad. But we're gonna we'll talk about. I'm sure we'll talk about some of that stuff next week. This week we will not be covering that stuff. We'll just be like we say, playing some of this great tape we got from the puzzle guys. Um, but come back next week when we can all cry together. So Tom, right now our sponsor AdamandEve.com and and AdamandEve.com. I just want to mention, if you like to fuck, if you don't, really, yeah. But if you like huh. to fuck and yeah. you like to get fucked. AdamandEve.com is a great sponsor for this show because they provide oils and lubes and things to fuck with and things to get fucked with and things to put on stuff and things to put under stuff, (laughs) things to put around stuff. I mean, you basically can pack that shit in airtight wherever you want. (laughs) And the nice thing is with the... uh code glory at checkout you won't get fucked on the price exactly because <laughs> you get 50 percent off almost any item at adamandeve.com you get a ton of free gifts you get free dvds or something for you something for her something for both of you guys no sex swing right now yeah, no, no sex, sex swing but free shipping free so shipping we get to swing it out to you that way <laughs> instead you get free all you have to do is enter glory at checkout you'll get all that stuff and fucking has never been so fun. All right, this story comes from Quartz.com. The Great American Labor Paradox. Plentiful jobs, most of them bad. Uh, it's weird to see an entire article about how not everybody can have a podcast. That was really... <laughs> <laughs> also, that's not a paradox. That's just what it is, and it's not complicated. <laughs> yeah. I know, in any right? way, a riddle. That's yeah. just what is happening. 
Yeah, but I mean, I guess the paradox is like bragging about adding 266,000 jobs to the economy last month. And you're like, yeah, all right. Um, but it's the fucking holidays and more greeters at Walmart doesn't exactly fucking light the economy on fire. Right. Well, and this story doesn't really dig into this, but, you know, when you start subtracting out the gig economy bullshit jobs there. It's right. like, it's not a job. It's just, you know, whatever. It's a little extra fucking butter. They call that a job. And suddenly it looks like it's a great job market right. where when you actually go out there looking for work, you're like, oh, but I don't want to just work 18 hours a week for minimum wage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Panhandling's in the numbers now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, even if you have a quote unquote, good job. What a good job is means something different now than it meant 20, 30, 40 years ago. Like a good job now has benefits, but the benefits shrink and decrease in value dramatically every year. A good job now doesn't include a cost of living increase in many, many industries. Right. I know ours doesn't include any cost of living or reviews or increases that are like automatic or subject to the to, to the whims of, of wage inf or inflation rather. Good job means something different. Good job means like maybe you're not fired on Tuesday, but I guess guess what? Like you got a company phone and you're answering emails during off hours, mm -hmm. you know, six, seven, eight, all hours of the night, every day of the week. Like a good job isn't all that fucking good anymore. A good job, the average work week is now over 45 hours a week. Like what does good job even mean in America anymore? Well, it doesn't mean like, I get a nice standard of living and a nice balance between work and home. No, and and it's even worse than that. Like this article, they're talking about a new index that they're keeping of, you know, job quality. Um, and the only thing that they are measuring to determine what's a good job and a bad job is, are you above or below the average income? Yeah. And even then the number is going up, which seems almost mathematically impossible, <laughs> right? Except that more and more money is just being concentrated in fewer, fewer jobs. When I looked up today, the, the average American household, and, just, and, and this is like not even all that useful when you look at like America as a whole, because geography plays such a central mm -hmm. role in what money means to us, right? Money doesn't mean the same thing to Cecil as it does to me. So Cecil lives in the city of Chicago where everything is just inherently more expensive than I have in the suburbs where I like 3000 square feet of living space in the suburbs is, you know, 30, 40, 50% cheaper yeah, than it would be yeah. in the city. Right. So like money doesn't mean the same thing, depending on where you move that money around. If I pick that money up and I walk it 35 or 40 miles, it can be dramatically different much more. So if I pick that same money up and I walk it 900 miles, so money in my hand versus money in the hands in South Carolina, in West Virginia and Kentucky, versus New York City, versus Seattle. It's not all one-to-one. -one. Even still, the average income in America right now for a household of four is $47,060. How the fuck is a family of four supposed to live on $47,060? You pay taxes at $47,060, which means you don't take home four grand a month. You take home closer to $28,000. $32,000 a year. Well, and keep in mind, that's the average, but that don't mean 50% of people are making more than that. That's right? very like, true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So the oh, yeah, vast yeah, majority absolutely. of households are, are working on a hell of a lot less than that. Look, I live in a town where the average household income is below 20,000. I don't even understand that. I, I, here you so they, what they do what? is they add up all the household <laughs> incomes and then they divide it by the number of people. Like, but they should be talking like, about median, not average. That's correct. No, like you couldn't buy groceries on that. 
You couldn't buy. How no, is that no, even possible? No, you, you have to have uh, assistance. Yeah, you have to have SNAP. You have yeah. to have some other type Fuck. of assistance. You yeah. have to have public housing. Yeah, and there's an enormous number of people living at you know at, at a point where when you, you know there are an enormous number of people who are listening to this podcast who when you said forty seven thousand thought oh god that's the fucking dream yeah yeah right I, yeah. I remember as a as a as a person in my twenties thinking like if I could only make forty grand if I could make forty yeah. grand I could fix so many of these problems like and we're we're at a place where like wage stagnation has been a major issue for almost 40 years, 50 years, which means the entirety of my life, wages have not substantially kept up with the cost of inflation. That's weird. We have, it, it was supposed to be trickling down for those. I know, years, right? right? That was like the whole thing. Yeah, that that right. It was like down. the shower. Well, the shower trickled down. Very quietly. Well, quietly trickling down. Very much start yeah, that, like, yeah. exactly. And I flushed the toilet like 15 times. See, that's the problem. If you flush yeah. while I'm showering, I don't yeah, get any exactly. of the trickle. Drains the swamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they talk in this, in this article, they talk about, you know, the quality, uh, the way people feel about their jobs. And they talk about the amount of money that they make being one of the major factors in that. And I know for sure, like when I worked a long time ago, I worked at a cafeteria and I was doing like, so did I. I was working like, I was, I was, cafeteria worker. I was like, uh, you know, like I did a lot of like odd jobs around there. I kind of worked the grill and kind of was a porter and kind of did some other stuff, but I, and I don't remember working very hard. Like it was, it was, I was there for, you know, a, you know, a certain amount of time every day. And I was, and I worked but I wasn't like killing myself. I was, Were you also selling drugs? At the I same was time? not selling drugs. Neither same, was I. Yeah. yeah okay. right. <laughs> glad that's on tape, and I'm glad that's locked in. Nobody knows. <laughs> no, none of, nobody none of us were nobody, a higher nobody percentage of us were ladies than I was ready for. <laughs> in any case, I'm working. I worked. I worked not hard, but and the and the wage and I didn't really like the job. I was just like, okay, whatever. But the wages were kind of poor. Then I got a job at a plumbing supply house and I worked my ass off there. I mean, like lifting big, heavy bundles of pipe, loading trucks. You're constantly picking orders. You're in a, well, I was in an air conditioning before all day. Now I'm in a warehouse where it's, you know, the fluctuations of the weather completely change the entirety of your day. Like you have to wear like long underwear in the winter all day or in a coat. And then in the summer, you're basically dying of heat exhaustion. That job was way more fulfilling because I made three times as much right. money there. Yep. And I felt way more fulfilled at the end of the day. I'd be like, man, I really did it hard work. Because I know I'd go home and I'd be like, yeah, my paycheck is three times the size it was before. And when we talk about fulfilling jobs, that's the thing that we're talking. I mean, like, like Noah said, <laughs> that's the thing is the money. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You're going to find fulfillment the moment you could be like, yeah, and now I don't have to worry about going hungry. Yeah, you can buy fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. It's like totally, yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Well, right, because because look, when you're working a job where you actually make a living wage plus, you think in your you're thinking to yourself as you're working that you know forty five hours, fifty hours a week, you're like, yeah, but when I get home, I get to play my video game or something. I get yeah. to do something yeah, yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. Whereas it's this like you know, oh yeah, okay, I work twenty five hours a week, and then when I get home, I go home and wish that they'd give me more hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's so funny because like there's this bullshit thing. It's like oh well, money doesn't buy happiness. It's like well, False. poverty sure as shit buys unhappiness. Yeah. There is a so huge... fuck you and your money doesn't buy happiness. I've got a little bit of money for the first time in my life, and I'm not gonna lie, it makes me a lot more happy. Yeah. Because I'm not terrified weird, all the time. Yeah, there's this weird correlation that I've noticed between people with money and happiness. Yeah. I, like, they might not be buying it directly, but there's <laughs> definitely a fucking relationship. Yeah, there's a layaway program, that's yeah, for sure. Something. I buy it yeah. directly sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, 
Heath, bottle of scotch in my hand. Yeah, right Heath now. is holding a bottle of scotch and staring at it. You can sure as fuck rent it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's weird how dismissive we are of that because co- people are like, millionaires still have problems, and I'm like, yeah, but they don't have the problem of going to jail about their medical debt. Right. Like, yep. They've got yep. different yep. problems. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they they don't have like, oh god, I have an eviction notice on my door and I bounced a check for groceries. You know, like they don't have a problem like. Oh, I had to mortgage my house, which I later got sued about because I had to pay medical bills. There was a daily podcast like, with this woman who makes 12 bucks an hour, has two kids. She's getting sued by the yeah. hospital because one of her kids had a spinal problem and they had to do a bunch of stuff. And she had insurance. It's not like she didn't have insurance. She had insurance. It's just the co-pays and all the deductible mm-hmm. cost is going to put her in medical debt. And they sent the fucking sheriff to her house. Jesus. She makes 12 bucks an hour, 12 and change yep. an hour. She works a job that has insurance and it's not enough in this country yet. Somehow fucking what's that lady's name? The folksy Sarah Palin Democrat. What's that lady's name? Uh, Klobuchar, Warren. Klobuchar. Did you, what did you say? Fuck. What did you, you. say? <laughs> no, say that. No, say it again. <laughs> say it again. Where's that, where's that knife, Tom? Weirdly, <laughs> Cecil grabbed it from yeah. across the table. No, that you fucking Klobuchar, though. She's always singing. Oh, people like their insurance company. This fucking lady doesn't like her insurance company. Nobody right. likes their no, insurance Nobody no, likes no. their insurance. Hey, it's a stupid fucking thing people to People like their insurance company who have never had to use their exactly. goddamn insurance company. Yeah. yeah. You like your insurance company like you like the house at a casino. That's what they are. <laughs> Why would you like the house? <laughs> well, that no, because I pulled the leather and I won. <laughs> and that woman from the Daily, she had what would be classified as a good job. She had stable. It was it yeah. was stable. It was full time. It yeah. had benefits. Yep. It meets all the check boxes of what a good job in America means. But she's like one stroke of bad luck. Yeah. Away from yeah. being. She's a fucking, modest needs candidate. One hundred percent modest right. needs candidate. What that means is bullshit. Now, what that means right. 40, 50 years ago was something substantial, and now we have lack of pro-union laws and we have the degradation of all that stuff and it means almost nothing now. It's terrible. That's like one of the biggest important issues now is a much stronger set of union laws and honestly, getting together as like one big group that's like, we're the union called all of us. Fuck you, pay me. Like that's, (laughs) not only is is that so vital that now the anti-union sentiment in the United States has made stuff like secondary boycotts, which actually make that kind of thing right, where the big yeah. union work. That's Those fucking are illegal. illegal now. Yeah, they're illegal. Right. You had Google employees literally being sued now because they were like, hey, does anyone want to help us out? No, no, safe, safe, right. we're unsafe. You're only allowed to boycott. No, but Google. you always talk about competition. We're doing a thing to compete in the thing. No, <laughs> illegal. No, it's not. Aren't you using government overreach now? You always talk about government. No, no. not in this case. <laughs> I am... You don't use my words against me. That's, you can't flip it. Do as I say, not as yeah. I do. Well, and, they, and they continually expand what an exempt employee is against the, the definition of non-exempt employees. Yep. So exempt employees are employees that, that, that the basic rules, like the basic, like you have to get paid overtime. You have to have these certain, these certain things check the box for you so that you get certain benefits, like by law. And we keep expanding classifications of employees that no longer get overtime. So they're like, yeah, fuck that guy. You know what we're going to do? We're going to class that guy differently. And this, this certainly was the case when I was a working person. It was like, great. You know, you're working really hard. You're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. We're going to classify you different. You don't get paid overtime. You don't have an yep. hourly wage. Yeah, yeah. We give you a bullshit salary wage. We existentially terrify you over like the security of your job and your position. And then like you're locked into this horror show of a life. And that is still better. That is still orders of magnitude better than the life like so many people get to live. We've we've taken, to talk about unions, we've taken away like the ability for service workers to unionize. We've taken away office workers' abilities to unionize. 
We move people into bullshit supervisory team leader fake management positions yep. that don't really have any real strength or teeth to them because none of those motherfuckers can unionize. Salespeople can't unionize. Like so many parts of a service economy are outside the protections of the union that we're all just fucking standing on our own, fucking spitting in the wind against these massive corporate giants who have our best interests not at all at heart. And we're wondering like, well, gee, I don't know why it's not working out for us. Yeah. Well, and even worse, we're taking what few uh, industries that we have with any union protections left in and we're turning those into these gig economy yeah. jobs where you can't, you can't unionize because you're never going to meet anyone you work with. You right. Know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's another huge part, right? Like it used to be that like one of the things you could do, one of the ways you could unionize is because everybody went to the same factory. Mm -hmm. So everybody, everybody in the whole fucking town wakes up and they go to the same factory. Well, everybody like wakes up and they drive an hour or they drive two hours. And so like they're not all from the community right. and they go to this building or that building. And it's all disparate and it's dispersed and people are connected online rather than showing up and punching a fucking rivet into a doohickey at the whatever fucking factory. There's no ability for people to create community around work anymore either. Yeah. Like and we're fucking ourselves every way we can think to get fucked. Every fucking hole is filled right now. And in agriculture as well, you see that like a lot of the racism, anti-Hispanic racist sort of policy that's been put in place is explicitly because agricultural workers are starting to mix with immigrants. And so if you can make them hate their coworkers, right, you can stop them from unionizing because you can teach them that the reason they hate their job at the chicken factory is because Mexican immigrants work at that chicken factory with them. Yeah, Jesus. and then the, and then the, that that goes into like wage sharing. When people share how much they make, yeah. like you, you if you share how much you make, then suddenly you get a chance to an understanding and an idea like, oh, well, I don't make as much as Heath. I should be, you know, Heath and I do the same amount of work. I should be making as much as Heath. And then I go up and talk to my boss and that might change. But if Heath and I never share how much we make and we have no idea how much that happens and we've created a taboo in this country where you never yeah. do that. Now it just, it just is, it basically just all it does is make it so the employer wins and we all lose. Yep. I, I will say this, it's not illegal, but people here, there are many people that, that I work with that think it is illegal to share how much they make with other people. Mm -hmm. They think it is against the law to tell other people what they make. So much so that like when you hire people and you ask them like, what are your salary requirements? They are reluctant to tell you how much they make currently at an existing job because they think it's illegal. And I've not encountered it once or twice. I've encountered it dozens of times. Wow. So I used to work at a, uh, I work in, in the real estate industry and I used to work at a company that I put in a ridiculous amount of hours at. So like I would work at that place routinely 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Sometimes I wouldn't go home. I would just sleep in the office, like lay down, take a nap under my desk, get a hotel nearby to shower. I worked like that for years, like for literally years, like a fucking animal for that fucking place. And then real estate is very boom and bust. So I worked like that for, for, for many years, um, never had a, like a full day off Every day was email. Every day was phone calls. Every day until god-awful hours. It slowed down a little bit. And my owners of the company took me out. It was the first time that they had had a meeting with me. The rest of it was just, just fucking just work. And I was a management unit. It was just fucking work. And we never talked and we never had a meeting and we never had a lunch. They took me out and they sat me down and they said, well, it's slowing down. So you're going to have to tighten your belt. In other words, like you're getting a pay cut. After 10 plus years of 
60, mm. 70, 80 hour weeks without a break, without anything. And at my, I mean, I was lucky because I was able to get in my car, pick up the phone, make a phone call and begin a job search that led me to a much, much better job. But so many people don't get that. Yeah. Like I was just really fucking lucky. Like so many people would have been like, and, and at one point in my life, I would have too, because I was in that spot. Like when the fucking great recession hit, it hit because of housing. Well, I was in fucking real estate. So like when that happened, it was like, you're lucky you have a job. And I was like, fuck, I'm lucky I have a job. And they're like, you know, nobody even had to tell me like, you don't get to go home until two in the morning. Like, it was just like, yeah, there's all this work volume to do. And if you leave before it's somebody else wants your job, there's 8,000 yeah, resumes. People. And yeah. the only yeah. difference between yours and someone else's, your name isn't on top of one. And you know that inherently. And they ride that fucking wave of existential financial insecurity. And employers eat that shit up and they will crush you. And I'll say like, without, without over-disclosing, like I will say, that job hurt me. Like I was not the same when I got out of that job as when I walked into that job. That job did damage to who I was as a person that took years to fix, if it's even entirely fixed. Can we just look at this trend really quick though? So it's the job quality index has gone down over the last 40, 50 years. That's the general trend they're showing. That's the trend of unbridled capitalism. That's right. what that's what happens. Right. The rich get richer yeah. unless it's checked yeah. by like democratic socialist type things, like a socialized medicine type thing or a progressive tax system that we've apparently been willing to get, get away from. So the, the, the point is, we like it's uh, the author is Thomas Piketty, who, who talks about that in Capitalism in the 21st Century. We have to constantly be doing things to prevent that. Like the GOP is like tooth decay and this is like brushing your teeth. You have to like <laughs> fix it right. by doing stuff every so often. Not to not to like win the game or like overcorrect, just to like keep it at a baseline of not getting worse. You have to do that. Lindsey Graham is a cavity creep. Right? <laughs> is that what we're saying? Yeah. We yeah. make holes in teeth. We make holes in teeth. And then they all start fucking. You guys remember that? <laughs> I do remember that commercial. I drank a bunch of NyQuil every time I watched it. <laughs> This story comes from Right Wing Watch. Rick Wiles. I love Rick Wiles. Rick right Wiles now. has become the raging anti Semite I always knew he could be. Here we go. <laughs> We've allowed Kabbalah practicing Jews to defile the nation. All right. I like, you know, real quick before we even start, at least he's not trying to hide this in any kind of dog whistle, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just like, he's like, yeah, I got a yeah. banner outside that just, it's made, I actually wrote the banner in Jew blood. It's, <laughs> and the banner just says, this banner is written in Jew, Jew blood. blood. <laughs> That's the whole banner. Look, I just want to offer up a little hot take here. Rick Wiles is right. Madonna. <laughs> End of list of Kabbalah practices. <laughs> but that's enough. That's a Barbara Streisand. Two. I've got two. Okay. Two Jews. Kabbalah. Isn't that like a vegan food though? Yeah. No, you get a little tahini on there. Uh, a little delicious. Hummus. Right? Oh, oh, good. You got to dip it. You dip it in. You sort of <laughs> Well, you dip it. the foreskin yeah, in, the in the Kabbalah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like then, calamari rings. It's like, it's like what? And it's like an artichoke when you pull the, you know, okay. you get the bread See, so I have a it. surprise pop quiz for you. Are you okay, ready? I'm ready. Which of the following is not a real Jew food? Okay. Challah. Okay. Challah. Cholent. Mm-hmm. 
He's got to come up with a fake one. The Hold third on. one is the fake one because he's struggling. <laughs> <Schmuck. laughs> <Schmuck. laughs> <Schmuck. laughs> okay. I might have heard that one before. Holla. <laughs> I don't do well on scripting. We, we script on our show. And then, you didn't use Hamantaschen? Hamantaschen. Hamantaschen is my fourth one. Okay. We're going we're gonna to play the clip. That's yeah. a real one. <laughs> like, I love yeah. that Cecil won't engage I that. mean, like, no, it's fine. And you can do that. And I'm going to leave it in. But I just, I mean. Oh, you're going to yeah, leave it in? I'm going to leave it in. Appreciate that. It's fine. Follow no, question. Definitely listen to his show. He's really funny on it. So. <laughs> I have a Zencaster recording of a Citation Needed episode I'm going to put out on my fucking blog feed. And our leaders are low-life scum. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Agree. Hard agree. Look, we Hard agree. agree with Rick Wilde. Hard agree. Broken Man. clock, twice a Jew. <laughs> Screw little girls. So I, I, let's not. Hey, okay, all right. You know, you don't need to generalize them because they'll go for little boys too. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not and hating she, Jared Kushner correctly. Yeah. What group of uh, leaders do we associate with having sex with children? Right. Hold on, hold on. on. I've got yeah. this. Well, it's definitely not little girls, though. <laughs> that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> the Jews can screw America. That's what's happening in this country. Wait, so the Jews can screw America? They have to screw a little girl? I don't get... Okay, so what he's saying is that the whole Jeffrey Epstein... Jeffrey Epstein was a secret Jewish spy... He was not a secret Jew. Uh, whose job... <laughs> whose what job, a name like Epstein? How secret could you Yeah, right. <laughs> Double bluff. No, but... So, <laughs> the perfect spy name. Not Mossad, Mossad, not... So what? yes, so Rick Wiles' argument here is that Jeffrey Epstein was a secret Mossad agent whose job it was to trick wealthy American men into fucking underage <laughs> children. What? I'm gonna stop you that. there. You don't have to trick them. How do you do that? Like you're so, like, no, you got to take what's behind door number two. <laughs> Buddy, how do you trick them? I don't get it. What if, just, and then so and then he would get the goat, video fuck. of that. <laughs> God damn it! I always get the. I was goat. hoping for the chicken soup. <laughs> God damn it! No adults. No adults. No adults. Stop! <laughs> damn it. Whole new meaning to whammy. But, <laughs> but yeah, though. But that's the idea: is that this was all a setup by the Israeli government so that they would have. Uh, compromise on all the American leaders and, and, and powerful people because they just knew all the American leaders and powerful people would fuck children would if given the chance. Wait, wait a minute. Fuck children Does Israel need something on American leaders to get America to be <laughs> right. pro-Israel? Yeah, right. So that's a little fucking redundant. <laughs> we're, willing to, we're willing to mail you a nuclear bomb for you too. <laughs> so no worries, man. We'll send that over. To be what? fair though, that's a rough job to be the like pedophile pitch guy. I mean, 100% success rate. So that guy, <laughs> it's the old joke. Like I can't sell salt. That guy can sell salt. But like... <laughs> If you have a 100% success rate at selling fucking a child to all of the nation's leaders, I want to hear your pitch. <laughs> Tom, you were in sales. You want to hear that guy's pitch. You put the product in their hand. <laughs> I also want to say, like, I love the way that Rick Wiles is using that, like, quiet, serious language, but also horrifically offensive words. Like, we're going to fuck these kids. We're going to fuck these kids. <laughs> Like the the tone does not match the, the actual content at all. Much like his shirt does not match his wood grain tie. <laughs> <laughs> When's Israel going to pull the trigger on this and take over the world? Though it feels like if they have this, right? Why are they like slow playing? Yeah, their yeah exactly. Why, why wouldn't you just utilize this it's whenever you now, need it? Yeah. Right? But I'm just curious. Like, what does Israel want they haven't gotten yet? Well, like, that's, what, is it like 
just a bag full of golden elephants. I can't think of anything the world, like the West just gives Israel anything and but everything. So, but that's the thing, guys. That's because they are using this compromise video that they got oh. from Jeff Epstein. Otherwise, so. we would <laughs> Do not be doing that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Do they think, though, that if they announced that they did this, it's like, hey, we tricked some people into fucking some children. They're the bad guys. <laughs> Aren't you in on it? Also? So here's the funny thing about, here's the funny thing about that, you see, people. Actually, so one of us fell onto a child, and he was filming it. <laughs> Anyways, we said, I'll show him the video. And he said, you know what? This is an idea. <laughs> Pass the shumchacha. <laughs> See, now I called back to it. So call yeah. back, call oh, back, great. call back. Usually Noah fixed my jokes. Just said it. That's what's going on in this country. And our FBI is corrupt. The Supreme Court is corrupt. Look yep. at those. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What is happening in the background? Is someone making a balloon animal back here? <laughs> what is that? Let's hear that again. <clears throat> and our FBI is corrupt. The Supreme Court... <laughs> Someone is making like I, a like I, a balloon Jew. Like someone is making a balloon Jew in the background. There's just one guy who threw like a piece of hard candy in his mouth and is slowly eating it. He's, got, he's got a peppermint in there. He's got a peppermint he got out of the bowl Fuck. at TGI Fridays. I, just I have a mind-blowing theory. He's wearing a love. That's a fart. <laughs> That's look, there is no boom mic involved here. He's wearing a love. That only could come from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Play it one more time. Right. I want to see if it's a fart. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a fart. All right, guess the guess, guess the food ahead of it. Right, okay. Mexican, I'm going Indian. It was kala. I'm going to say kala. <laughs> Gefilte fish will do that every time. And our FBI is corrupt. The Supreme Court. He farted. <laughs> he totally farted. He's uh, the balloon animal. Okay. It was monster corrupt. balls. The Justice Department is corrupt. Okay. The news media. He has. Oh no, he's still going. He's he like, has an unreasonable amount of aftershocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a lot? Is that that's a lot? I feel like you get two or three, and then you're done, right? Oh. All right. How I many should, segments? Should, two or three Michael, hours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they can happen up to two or three hours. How many afterwards. segments are you guys going in? Hmm. Well, I mean, you, you get a you get a full Why 40, 45 second first one, and then you know. 45 seconds. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just in the morning. Oh, man, you you would have really... won so many cool bets in middle school. <laughs> you know, with me. Cool bets. Super cool bets. <laughs> Media is corrupt. The whole country is corrupt because we walked away from all. Okay, that came out into the pants. That last one yeah. came out into the pants. <laughs> yeah. Mighty God. And we've allowed. Wow. <laughs> that was worse. <laughs> They're absolutely farts. Uh, you farts. could waterboard me. <laughs> 88 hours of torture. I would tell you those are farts. You know, there's some guy off stage like, your diaper's crinkling. Your diaper is crinkling. Shut up. I'm shitting. <laughs> Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> Lock eyes with me. Kabbalah practicing Jews to defile the nation. Oh, Put that video out. Go ahead and clip this video and send it out. I dare you. You won't do it because you're scared that the truth may get out to the American people. I'm had it. Well, it's not going to get out by people watching true news. Yeah. I like that's the message there. Like, you won't share this that I've publicly shared because then somebody might see it. <laughs> Unlike my show, which nobody, please share my show. I'm so lonely at night. I know we use our platform for like charity drives and shit and like good, but just once, 
a year, could we just like very publicly challenge Rick Wiles to a fight? Because I know that if enough people shared it, we'd get to watch Tom fight Rick Wiles. And just, I want something for me this year. I dare you, Rick Wiles, to accept that challenge and share it. Ended up to here with the corruption in this country. Little children being raped for the benefit of Israel. Wait, how does that benefit well, Israel, though? Just, also, like, like, why would it matter why the kids were getting raped? Right? <laughs> You're upset about the wrong fucking thing here. It's like Americans should be getting those child raping jobs. <laughs> Bill Clinton creeping towards a child on a boat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What country is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's about, Doc. Little American children being raped for the benefit of Israel. American pop. Who do you guys think he's talking to right now? Himself. Uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Bugs, oh, this is Bugs Bunny. Creeping, up, Bugs Bunny creeping towards a child on a boat. This is this is like one of those moments in True News where they're not showing the person that he is talking to because they're just desperately trying to roll the chair off stage. Like, I don't know, that's a lot even for this show. Why would the plot be kids particularly, too? So Mossad was like, we're going to trick him into um, sexually assaulting some adults. And somebody was like, I don't know no, if that's going right, to be enough. Gonna... <laughs> kids? Yeah. And they agreed on kids? Yeah. <laughs> Raping little American girls to be videotaped by Israeli Mossad so that Israel can blackmail American politicians. That was the that, darkest American Girl doll story. <laughs> you know, they give you those little cards, the little Mossad girl. She, <laughs> she's a survivor. She comes with her own little switchblade. It's a whole thing. That's the state of America today. God ought to destroy this country for what we've become. He farted again. I think he punctuated God should destroy this country with a fart. Let's check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just double. That's the state of America today. God ought to destroy this country for what we've <laughs> He did. He did. He did. He did. It's still coming. It's still coming. Oh, it's gonna go. I got to go anyway. I, I was hope. in the middle of a really good point. This is going to be dramatic. <laughs> I was hoping it would slide. Uh, it came early. Fellow fans of Mel Gibson, our numbers have grown, and now together we have the power to change the world. So, when I say, Es is sight to Zabran, you all chant back, We're Musen de Juden as Rotten. We're Musen de Juden as Rotten. Es is sight for Reich. Oh, this is fun. Right, this story comes from Right Wing Watch and makes no sense at all. This is Dave Coach. Doc Coach. Not a coach. Dobbin Meyer. The Jews should be begging to become Christians. <laughs> they wouldn't. I don't hmm. even have to. Okay. Let's just play this. Coach is a, a fixture on this show. We've we've had the, the coach many, many times, and it's 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 apt that episode 500 it, it, it sort of has an exclusive, nice, long clip of the coach. And I want to know how many more tours of Israel people can have. Now, I don't have any problem going to Israel. But folks, it ain't the physical Jew. We are, we are. No, it's a sorry. metaphysical Jew. Yeah. It ain't the physical Jew is the sentence? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. I just want to be sure. We're not hating on the physical Jews. Spiritual That'd be Jew. weird. Mm -hmm. Spiritual Jews? We are children of the king. I'm a child of the king. I'm more precious. I drive a Dutch. I'll put in this binky right You don't talk now. to me like that. Where, where? Change my diapers, king. In the eyes of my savior than any bloodline Jew that was ever born. I'm sorry if you don't. The fuck is a bloodline Jew? 
Um, it's actually it was a spinoff of that Netflix show. Oh. <laughs> word for word remake, but just everyone's very Yiddishkeit about it. <laughs> Oh, sure. Now you're going to murder your brother's murderer. <laughs> Let's have sex in the back of this sedan. I didn't watch Bloodline, so I don't know. What that is. I saw the ad and he's sitting in a pool, I think. I don't know. That, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have a terrible identity crisis. We are desiring somehow to become Jewish again. I don't, I don't know how that's happened to us. Amen. I he's don't know, you know who what that's happened to. The Jews are not exactly recruiting in numbers. <laughs> is he like a recovering Jewish person? And that's yeah. why how he's describing. That's the way he's describing. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think he's got missing piece of penis envy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly, as I was out there and I was listening to the Sabbath and I was thinking about my own upbringing and how many people I know are focus on Israel and on the Jews and we don't even I love how he like waves hand waves off the Jews with am and am and am and am yada 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 became a way larger part of the political discourse than I think we all wanted how many people I know are focus on Israel and on the Jews and we don't even we don't even know who we are Greater is he that is in us mm. than he that is in the world. Not greater than he that is Aww. in Israel than he. Wait, what do you say? Greater than Z is in us? I don't know. He's screaming some Bible verse right now. That's that. That's he's switched into. I'm gonna quote a Bible verse right now at you. I think. Am, am I wrong about that? I think. It's, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but he's saying yeah. he's screaming. Greater is he that's within us or something like yeah. that. Oh, okay. I think All that's right. what he said. I don't think he said greater is the sneeze guard. That was would have made more. Well, that's sense. what he said, but oh. that's not what he was quoting. Yeah. Serious finale of Coach Davey just removes the sneeze guard from his ass, all of a sudden everything he's ever done makes sense. <laughs> yeah, man, he had a sneeze guard in his ass. He needed help. He that is in us, greater is he that is in us. We, Christian Americans. And if we could focus on who we- Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, right, right. There Thank was, a, you, there was a bit of a jump there, wasn't there? Oh, Christians, Americans, come on. There was you a guys are with me before there was an America. I know there was 2,000 years, but like, whatever, Christians. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Come <on>. What? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> yada yada yada. America wasn't found until seven thousand years later. <laughs> Nephi got them to be read a book. <laughs> Pass the potatoes. <laughs> That's a really good pause. I gotta say, a really. Good they one. all have been though. Yeah. Every single one of <laughs> them just oh, been completed. Yeah. He's about to blow us. <laughs> You paused it really nice. Yeah, no, this really is the, so, definitely the glory hole pose yeah. right here. Gentlemen, as an aside, I, I I realized not that long ago that you can just buy full life-size paper cutouts of people. Like, you just go online, <laughs> upload glory <laughs> any picture that you want, and a company will just send you a full-size cutout of that person. And I'm not saying we need to get a... Still of Dave Daubenmeyer, mouth open to receive us as a life-size <laughs> cardboard cutout. But, but what I am do, saying is, I am going to fuck his mouth. <laughs> That's so wonderful. We should all fuck his mouth on a live stream. Because here's the thing. There's no crime against that. There's literally nothing he can do. That's very clearly satire. He can't. What's he going to do? I'm not going to do it satire once. Uh, I won't. Yeah, you can't prove real. it. You can't prove it. I will not be satire. Yeah, I I'm going to lock eyes with the camera. This is unironic. <laughs> I demand to call Andrew right now to find out that this is legal. 
children of the king, much of this stuff that we see going on around us would end. Would end if we realize who we are. <laughs> Who we represent? Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. An old man getting all worked up until yes. he loses a lung. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, if you ever realized who you are, it's going to fucking end. You're going to put a gun in your goddamn mouth. You'll be like, Jesus, I've been this guy the whole fucking time. I'm with you, Dave. Present whose voice we are. Sit down today, if you will. Turn on some talk radio or whatever. And you just watch how many times you hear... Here about Israel and the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> That's they fantastic. About the Jews. I think he might have the Jews in Israel as his next door neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Jews are having a, apparently a dance party up there again. We got an identity crisis, my boys. See, the Jews should be begging to become Christians. The Jews should be begging to be like us. And we can't. They should be begging. You don't have to beg to become a Christian. You just have to be like, eh, I got that. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's super easy. Like of all yeah. the world's religions to convert to, yeah. you just have to half-heartedly yeah. shrug in its general direction. <laughs> <laughs> I will say being a Catholic is a little difficult. You got to go through classes and shit. Like, do you really? Yeah, there's like a whole thing to become a Catholic as an adult. Like it's, you have to go through and do all kinds Unfortunately, of stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't have anything in there about like, do you want to fuck kids? Yeah, yes, no. no. Yeah, yeah, no. And it does, it's like, there's no questions. There'll be like, are you, do you have any kind of like, would that be, would that make you feel uncomfortable if you found out maybe our leaders fucked kids? You know, like right. that, I, there's no, nothing like that in there. They do ask if you have kids and how sexy they are. I mean, though. yeah. Like, <laughs> can you rate your kid one to ten? Wait for us to be like them. And we want to go be God's chosen people. Dude, you already are. <laughs> you already are. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are great. He keeps on like yelling so much. He's hurting himself. I love it. Walk it out. Nothing special. Walk it out. Rub some tussin in it. You are the chosen people. He's an old coach, so he's just like, oh, you're hurt. Get up and walk it out, you pussy. Jesus Christ. Here's some phrases I yell sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Trump would give me 20 Jews. What am I saying? Help me. I have dementia. My mom signed a permission slip. I'm allowed to do this. Look at my red sweatshirt from Champion. Slightly too big. I love how how big it is too, because it's all bunched up on his shoulders. Like it's like somebody grabbed him by his scruff. Like that's what it looks like. And it's sort of slowly falling back into place. Like a mom cat and he just goes. And he like goes and like he lets someone clean his hair at that point, you know what I mean? He's just like, oh, it's oh, amazing. Oh, gonna end up like fat guy sleep where when you're a fat guy and your t-shirt hikes up <laughs> in the middle of the night, you can't get it down because you're too sleepy. <laughs> you're just sleeping like Britney Spears in Crossroads. It's like stretched across part of your face yeah. when you wake up yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's numb. You have a weird, weird recall for Britney Spears in Crossroads right now. Amen. How do you know that? I'm gonna read it to you. How many times does it have to be read to you till you understand? And I was saying before we went on the show, if you were on a desert island and a Bible was dropped down by a helicopter onto your lap and you'd never read it before and you picked it up and read it, you would not find what we see in American Christianity today. You wouldn't find it. 
You're you, right. You, You're right. You wouldn't find anything that remotely resembles any type of Christianity you have ever seen in your fucking life. That is correct. I agree. <laughs> also, you'd be stranded on an island <laughs> and a helicopter would show up and you'd focus on the Bible. <laughs> and not the people rejoicing from the helicopter right. dropping Bibles on you right. and leaving you there. Yeah. All right. I read this book that the miracle bird dropped. I need a gay to stone. <laughs> We're consumed with it. Yeah, I'm hot. Catch my breath here. Amen, Code. <laughs> Shouldn't have worn this sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Stupid it's green screen behind me warms everything up. Why do I keep my green screen in such a hot room? <laughs> I'm going to drink this whole Gatorade too fast and throw up. Give me a second. <laughs> I love he's so dejected he's stabbing his own fist into his face right yes. now. All dejected. It's amazing. Uh, that's the picture we should fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it, man, Randy. I'm on it. I don't care. I don't care who I tick off. I don't yes, care. Sir. Huh? Come on, man. The Jews, ought to be, we're supposed to make them jealous. They're supposed to be jealous of us. And everywhere I look, it's Jew worship. I'll say, okay. Nobody is jealous of you, bro. I'm what? so no. sorry. Hey, you, you heard that. What? Jew worship. Right? What? You're supposed to be jealous of me. Why don't you love me so much? <laughs> that is the weirdest, most pathological fucking thing I've ever heard. I am heard. deserving of jealousy, motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking love me. I'll do a squat thrust right now. <laughs> get out of my sweater. <laughs> he fights it for like 30 minutes trying to get it out. He's like, no, no. Honey, come in here and grab the back. I just need you to lift the back a little. I got, I'm almost out. You're doing it wrong! <laughs> they put socks on my hands so I don't scratch myself in my sleep. <laughs> Are you anti-Semitic? You're an idiot! <laughs> okay, everybody at home. He got so mad, he flung his face at the screen and his glasses came off. But, it was amazing. But he didn't, like, put him back on. He tried to pull the whole, I meant to take my glasses off by slinging my face about <laughs> move there. Like when my cat falls off of his shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's was part I was of the going. dance. Yeah. I was actually dabbing. <laughs> You're an idiot if you think that. I am Semitic. You are too. He's Semitic. He's from the, yeah. the Semitic tribe Here. of Arabia. Yes, yeah, what he's saying. Eyes, all eyes. And the church gobbles it up and gobbles it up because we don't know who we are. We're tired of the king. Yes, coach. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird, oh, breathy yes, yes coach. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is that one of us? That's a, that a weird, breathy. It was either Eli or was on the screen. I'm not sure. <laughs> Did you throw your voice yeah. somehow? He does a thing. I just realized we should show up on his live thing and just <gasps> affirm him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, yeah, I think and they just like overdo it, like yeah. at a certain oh, point. Just yeah. like, oh, Jesus, say it, say it slower, coach. Say it slower. <laughs> Stop nammering. Don't rush it. Don't rush How much cum volume you have? <laughs> I'm a naughty semi. <laughs> Throw your glasses at my tits. <laughs> oh, we have a great time with this guy. Tom, half the people in our audience, more than half probably, um, have penises. And I'm, I'm going to say it's more than half. The diesel. other bit like them <laughs> a lot. I'm sure, a good right? Percentage of the good percentage like them, and it could be that some have a man like them, and that's fine, right? We're not judging. Him. I was going to say, like, I, I, I have a penis, yeah. Yeah. and I got to say, 
It's I'm not, pro my dick. I, I am absolutely pro my dick too. Yeah. And if you're pro your dick, yep. you should check out Healthy Male. You should. You know, just about every man over the age of 25 has experienced some sort of erectile dysfunction issue. And for some, it's more than just occasionally. So now you can avoid the time and the embarrassment of going to the doctor to get ED drugs like Viagra or Cialis by just calling Healthy Male. HealthyMail.com has been around helping men discreetly for over 20 years. Uh, they've prescribed almost 3 million prescriptions. They do it all online. There's no need to visit your local gas station and buy some of those phony snake oil treatments. That shit doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's literally, it's like five hour energy for your right. cock. Right. It's totally not worth it. Just because the name of something yeah. is horny yeah. goat weed yeah. doesn't mean it's going to do anything to your dick. Exactly. There's a reason yeah. drug companies are like, we found a thing. That helps yeah. your dick. If the corny goat weed worked, they would put it in a capsule and right. call it something. Right. Yeah. Most orders are shipped in a day with discreet packaging right to wherever you're at, your home, your office, hotel, vacation destination, FedEx pickup location. I will say this. Wait, you know, like eventually when they get the drone thing, you could be banging someone in your car and just call <laughs> healthy mail. Right. And then right. you just get a drone delivery. You just, you just look, you look, please hold. Yeah. <laughs> just, you just look. We're going to take a cuddle break. I will say, please hold works so well during foreplay. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. The best part, unlike most companies online, there's no subscription service that you have to cancel. HealthyMail.com will only ship your pills when you order them. It will never automatically charge your card so every month. So it's it's blue pill, not blue apron. Is that how it works? <laughs> is, that, is that how this works? <laughs> Right now, Healthy Mail is offering to our listeners 20 pills for $49. That includes the doctor's prescription and the free shipping. You've never gotten a prescription for anything that cheap. No kidding, right? Like you can't even get the prescription, much less the drug. Like The doctor's not seeing you yeah. and saying, here's how to fix anything for $49. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, you can order online at uh, www.healthymail.com. You can call 877-4-VIAGRA. That's 877, the number four, and Viagra spelled out. Be sure to mention the offer code GLORY. You get 20 pills for $49. Guys, requests for medications are not guaranteed. They still have to be approved by a U.S. licensed physician. Just know that. Go ahead and call 877-4-VIAGRA. See if you're eligible. Avoid the doctor's visits for your ED once and for all. Again, the offer code here is GLORY. This is coming from Right Wing Watch. This is Chris McDonald. If they committed treason, they need to swing from nooses. I, he's not talking about who you're thinking of, though. No, that's the, that's the thing. Not, is that's well, the yeah, thing. right, yeah. right. No, everything in every sentence in here, you're just nodding along with them, and then you're like, "Oh, you're you're the bad guy." That you're yeah. talking about the good guy. Also, is it just me, or does that motherfucker look like? Bill Murray's ghosts ghost. <laughs> oh yeah. Chris McDonald, any freeze frame of Chris McDonald looks like Chris McDonald just realized he's Chris McDonald. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> he looks like if Bill Murray starred in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> that's what he looks like, I think. He looks like if Bill Murray lived in Philadelphia. <laughs> that, that joke hurt Heath. When I said that, Heath made a Heath made a wincing. He's just like, ooh. Oh, don't do that to Bill Murray. <laughs> How dare you talk about strong white men? Like <laughs> All right. So do you guys ever cover the firefighter prophet? Mark? Oh, oh, we, we watched his fucking movie, bro. We watched his Wait, hold on. Oh, no, no. Wait, go, 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 no, no. Hold on a second. Liberty University made a movie about the prophecy of fire retired fireman Mark Taylor, you see. And we got to watch it as part of our job. Oh, tell us about it. You used the word got the to. The Trump prophecy is the title of the movie. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. 
Yep, and it's about him who thinks that he was visited by a ghost in 2014. Yep. Wait, one or three? Because this time of year, <laughs> he was three. He was, oh, yeah, he was visited by a fire demon. Yep. yep. That would, like, crawl up your wall while you were sleeping and then kind of float across, and then you would float up during your dream and have a kind of a sexual tension moment. And then you play words with friends. You play words with Oh, right. <laughs> And then you have like a weird, <laughs> passive aggressive magical drawing fight with each other. Mm-hmm. Wait a we'll minute, wait a minute. There's a the demon in your room and you go Pictionary? That's your first yep. Yep. You go draw. To? Well, yep. what would you? Okay, we'll, we'll circle back to All that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he believes that he correctly, because of this dream, predicted the Trump presidency four years ahead. Three, four I'll, years I'll tell ahead, you what we that. didn't expect is that that movie completely acknowledges the part where his doctor was like, oh, you have a mental illness. <laughs> yeah, taken care yeah of. it does. <laughs> and the, glor- the like claiming glory, big backswell of music moment is him being like, no, I won't get better. <laughs> he went on to invent a blanket that doesn't work to drag people out of fires. <laughs> There's even a part in the fucking movie where, like, he's going to his boss, his firefighter boss, and going, like, yeah, I got these fire demon visions what told me who the president's going to be. And he's going, like, you know, you got, like, you got, like, three weeks of retirement all saved up, buddy. You really do. You can be made until late May. You're set. You can go fuck some hockey players in porn because that's what you look like. (laughs) Watched so many hours of this guy. And that all makes 100% sense. <laughs> like, I'm not even shocked at all that any of that happened. I'm just like, no, that sounds about right. Wait, I want to hear about this blanket he invented. It's That's the end of sentence. He of invention. invented oh. a blank. He calls it like the drag out. And it's the, idea, it's, it's the dumbest it's idea. So I'm going to de- describe it to you. See if you can figure out the flaw with it. You know when you're trying to carry people out and they're too heavy? So this is a blanket that you can put them on and then you can drag them out through the fire on the blanket. End of product. Do you have to flip them halfway through so they cook evenly on both sides? You spatchcock them. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. yeah. perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Way yeah. more even cooked. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more Juicier, even. too. Yeah. Plus the white meat yeah. and the dark meat cooking. It's, it's just it's pretty, superior. It's pretty dark to know that we could use a directional microphone on three quarters of the people we talk about on our shows <laughs> and make them do anything we wanted to. Just like, Mark, go ahead and shit in that salad bar. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the squeal. <laughs> All right, so let's play Let's play uh, this clip. This is from uh, the Mac Files or Mick Files. Um, the McFiles, you know. The McFiles, don't you know? <laughs> oh, it's time for the McFiles. Oh, the McFiles. Here we go. Nobody who deals with as much discrimination as the white man, especially the Irish man. <laughs> white Unbelievable. Irish man. <laughs> Constantly. That Maybe was the X-Files. I suppose I need not apply at this next job. <laughs> this whole Kumar, and that report you mentioned on- Whole Kumar? What? This whole coup. Yeah, they, they actually Mark. go to White Castle. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I like. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? They, speak they need to McDonald. just agree that it's called the Jew coup, and then <laughs> it's Jew coup. Jew coup in the future, the what they're talking about. Judita. Okay, we pondered. We I saw that too, and and look, if they committed treason, they need to swing from nooses. They do. We need to have a modern day 
uh, truth serum and a truth pill in this country. Okay, but we don't. Like, that's just it's like, well, I love that. It's like, we need to have technology that does not exist. It's pharmaceutical in nature. Okay, maybe. Well, I don't think that would do us any good. We need Wonder Woman's lasso to be real yeah, in right. reality. <laughs> like, if we're doing fucking pharmaceuticals that don't exist, can we have a cure for AIDS first? Yeah, like, well, but then that's the most fucked up thing is that if we actually had the thing that he's asking for, you'd find out that he's full of shit, yeah, right. right? The guy he wants to hang is actually telling the truth about the guy that should hang. Yeah, like, I don't think this would help his cause. Well, and he's also using this to, like, go after, like, the Democrats, but it's like Trump is working real hard not to tell us his fucking financial record. Like, we don't need a truth serum for that. He just has to file it on paperwork. Yeah, right. Like, how about we just have some of those assholes testify before Congress where they could get in trouble for lying? That would, I mean, that's not a fucking truth serum, but that help. I love the use of the word modern day as though there was an ancient truth serum that nobody uses anymore. Nah, man, if you mix milk duds and jelly bellies, you just have to tell the truth for a week. A lot of people don't know that. It's in the farmer's almanac. The Jews bought all the milk duds, so we can't do it anymore. Can you, can you incidentally, can you think of anything you want less in the world than actual truth serum? Oh, I thought you were going to say milk dud, and I was going to get real mad. Yeah, no, uh, milk duds. Milk duds rock solid. Fight. Truth serum? Serum, we don't need that. Like, we're better off lying to each other as a species. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No one Here's what I really think about you. No, no. You leave the room right now. You leave the fucking room. That's an interesting you, story. You yep. come back when you're ready to lie to me like a grown-up. <laughs> this behavior, even in 2019, is right. unacceptable. Yep. You don't do this to your nation. Yep. And it would send a message to future generations if the war tarries that long that this is the penalty for subverting your government and subverting justice and subverting the Constitution. I guarantee you it would send a loud message to future uh, ones that would like to try this again. Well, who, when was the last time someone was actually executed for treason? Well, I'm not a historian. Amazing. It's absolute radio <laughs> silence. The moment he says, guy's just like, oh, beats up, boy. Oh, like, powers oh, the fuck down. Dear. Rosen, Crossen, <laughs> Rosen, Crossen, Gilstern. Okay. All right, there you go. I gotta go. Hats. <laughs> For treason. <sighs> Do really even know decades? <laughs> Did you see? Turbo, okay, herbal, so watch herbal, him exhale. Herbal. Everybody, watch the Mick exhale here. Watch him exhale the moment he asks the question. Racist. <sighs> Do really even know decades? <laughs> <laughs> he like blows his cheeks out trying to think. He's like, if I blow enough air through my mouth, it'll uh, come out. I swear. I don't know a lot of stuff. Yeah. Is that going to be a problem on my own show? <laughs> Let me go through my extensive knowledge of U.S. history. Columbus said the ocean blew in 1692. Right. Wait, what year was that? You like it? What year did you get? Seventeen twenty-two. Whatever. <laughs> Sixteen ninety-two. I'm Chris McDonald right now. Oh, you can't fast. be mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna Maybe phone up ten more guests. <laughs> the turnaround of the nation from 1692 it to is, 1776 it is, is pretty fast. It. Admittedly, it does rhyme with the two. turnaround is fast. <laughs> two. Yes, it, it rhymes with ooh. Jew. You've got to. Boo. <laughs> Can I phone a friend, David Barton? Is he uh, available? Juku. There you go. It had to be decades. I'm not even sure. Well, I mean, it would have to be decades. It would have to be decades. I mean, technically, 
He's right. Yes. Yeah. Because any he's number an of decades would be fine. <laughs> as long as one he's past one decade. one decade. They all happen You're on good. the nines. Yeah. <laughs> so. We know McCain's probably executed at this point. We, we know that. Uh, no is a strong word. <laughs> it's just like, we know that McCain was executed. No, that's that's Mark Taylor's thing right now yeah. is that is that John McCain was executed for treason secretly. <laughs> yeah, that's what the point. And, and then we snuck in brain cancer <laughs> to cover it yes, up. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was in on it apparently because he told us about the brain cancer. I just see like, I see like one of those wizards from a LARP just throwing a beanbag full of brain cancer and his head like, brain cancer, brain cancer, brain cancer, brain cancer. <laughs> I love too the idea that like McCain was allowed to continue being a senator while he was being <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. You're not fired or anything but we're <laughs> treason <laughs> whatever don't ask us a lot of detailed yeah, questions like, we gotta execute him quick before that brain cancer kills him or something I don't know so they know we mean business yeah. <laughs> however I'm talking before that so because not everybody knows that you know nobody's not public knowledge that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not, not public knowledge. It's not true, if you will. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's not any kind of knowledge, Mark. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to like back it up. Yeah. Or, it's not hey, private knowledge. <laughs> not in any of these books behind me. All you need is like one of those that are clearly real <laughs> books. It's I've not read in a this book. DVD set of Moana on Blu-ray. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the letter Q, which I also am aware of that I have a sculpture of. Does he have a sculpture of the letter Q? Is that what's happening I think there? He does. I think it's he not does. this red well, skin so sticker. He keeps the questions at the top and then the answers <laughs> at the bottom. I have many books of questions and answers. Oh, that's separate. That's okay. probably a QAnon reference, the top, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The, the top oh, show is. Jesus Christ. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely a QAnon reference. Oh, I thought that's what you made the joke about. Oh, yeah. Keith has this very sad, shocked look on his face right now. Like he didn't <sighs> expect this guy to think yeah, QAnon. Like, I thought really... he just liked that letter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just like 10 was, points in Scrabble. Uh, was awesome. <laughs> super sweet partial, letter. Very partial. I'm going to buy a letter. sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the top uh, shelf is knock, knock, and the bottom shelf is who <laughs> is there? it? So. <laughs> Maybe McCain was taken out, but you know, through uh, execution, even though his own daughter admitted it on national television, you know what I mean? It, it came slipping out. So the point being is that literally never happened. Well, and no. also like like I don't I don't get it. Like the wouldn't the daughter be more vocal about it if she already said it on national television? Wouldn't she just be like, well, I let it slip already. So yeah, they killed my dad, and I'm really sad about it. Instead, what is she just like going along? I don't get why she would just. Everyone is in on everything in order for these bullshit. They have to write. They have. To it's got to yeah. be every single person in power or ha that has a voice has to be somehow involved in this. Gosh, it's okay. But what about if I say something like "follow the money"? Does that oh. convince you? <laughs> <laughs> no, so weird. Oh, sadly. yeah, that doesn't actually yeah. mean anything sadly. when you no, think money about actually it for just a sits still. So <laughs> you can fuck it as much as you want. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What did you say? He I, said something yeah. weird. <laughs> so, gentlemen, uh, if people were going to find your podcasts, many of them on the internet, where would they look? On the internet. Okay. I mean, like, really, like, you can look up uh, Scathing Atheist. You can look up The Skeptocrat. You can look up uh, uh, God Awful Movies. There's another one we do. It's not that good. It's not very good. Nobody um, listens to it. No need, yeah. to, no need to listen to that I'll one. I'll make it even easier on you. You see your podcast player? Great. Scroll up. 
You see those recommended podcasts? That's us. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, 500 fucking episodes. This is a really big deal. I I just want to say like, so when we started, you guys were right around your 100th episode. Um, I remember because you were you you sent in a thing for us. Yes. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on your hundred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was like that was a big like it was early enough on in our podcasting career that like when I heard my voice on cognitive dissonance, I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm joking around. About I still me feel that now. way. So yeah, no, that's that's it's really awesome to uh, to be able to be a part of this with you guys. Like I said, I've been following you guys the entire way. I started listening to you guys when you were 40, 50 episodes in or something. Um, I thought, wow, these guys make this look so easy. <laughs> I, <knew. laughs> I would be able to do this too. But but like seriously. I was waiting for that. Like, I, like, I started to follow you and I thought, yeah. well, I can do uh, this yeah. better. But, Let me write and, down and literally is, one note. <laughs> the thing is, is, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I got, I got to say, it, like, you, you know, you guys were a huge help to us when we first got started. Um, you were the first people that like, uh, you know, that had an audience that like it made people aware of us and that, that, you know, you really helped us uh, grow and become what, what our podcast has become. So it's really as an honor to be able to share this with you guys. And uh, here's to 500 more. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's Fuck, 500 yeah. more. <laughs> I thought we were done. I thought it was, I had a gold watch in the car. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, but I, it's Chicago. So he doesn't have that in the car anymore. <laughs> I will say this though, like I remember I don't have rims on the car anymore. <laughs> I remember when we were uh, when we first started working together. I was very happy that we started to create a show together because I remember working with you guys on Vulgarity for Charity. By the way, Vulgarity for Charity this year over three hundred thousand dollars. We got it. Oh, did we get that confirmed? Yeah, Holy yeah, confirmed. shit! Um, so over three hundred thousand dollars this year, and you know that's a huge. It's a huge undertaking. But when we first started working with you guys on Vulgarity for Charity, Tom and I both were, were walking out of here one night after one of the calls. And we're like, we've got to work with these guys somehow. We just have so much fun working with you. So citation needed, even though I know a lot of our audience hasn't followed us over there yet. <laughs> you guys should. It's a lot of You're fun. You're missing out, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you. <laughs> we, we even write stuff we can't do anymore. <laughs> we write it and we're like, nope, that's not going out to the public. And so we don't do it. So, be, uh, But we really have a great time doing it. And, and it's a lot of fun to work with you guys professionally and get a chance to hang out with you guys. And we it's very happy to have you guys on our 500 show. I mean, you two. Eli, you know, I know they got to take you everywhere, but Keith, Noah, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> it's been a blast, man. Glad I just want to say... It was a snarky I don't think email. you were invited to. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a snarky I, I, email. Fuck you. Honestly, you should totally have cut him off on, on like, when you do the edit, it should just be like, I just want to say, and then <laughs> <laughs> the music stayed, that's the fucking best. So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. And we're going to thank all our patrons. Next week, Ian was on vacation in Australia for a long time since like early November at this point. Which is just rude. <laughs> Can we just agree I that know, that's right? rude? Can't, yeah, yeah, we have things to do. That's all I'm saying. And here's the deal. We need Ian to compile the list. And he will, next week, we will read all our new patrons. So we want to thank all our patrons. And we will thank our all our new patrons individually next week on next week's show. We just don't have that list in front of us. Um, we promise we will do it next week. We do want to thank all the patrons who came out to our 500th episode pizza party. We had an amazing time that night and we didn't have a single person. I know some people had sent us messages and said, hey, if somebody cancels last minute, let me know because I can easily come there. It was packed and not it a was. single person canceled. We had got we gave away gift, gift bags to everybody who who had who had signed up and there wasn't a single gift bag at the end of the night. They're all gone. Okay, but to be fair, I took four yeah. gift bags. <laughs> like I just, I don't know if that was, I, I assumed a, a half dozen or so of them were, were for me. 
So no. Yeah. So it was a great time though. We had a wonderful time. Uh, I don't know. Did, I, I got a chance to meet a ton of people. Some people that have been listening forever. Some people that wound up listening uh, that were at the first picnic that we threw, the picnic that we threw years ago. Several people. Yeah, how crazy Several, is that? Like, yeah. a year, like four or five years ago, we had just this this picnic and these really great couple drove down from Wisconsin and they, you know, they came back. They've been sticking with us for that long. You know, it's, things like the picnic or the pizza party or even having the studio, like all of that stuff is only possible because we have our patrons. Our patrons make, like they make the show possible for us to do and they make it possible for us to do the extras that we try to do too. Yeah, we had an absolute wonderful time. I got a chance to, I think, talk to every single person in the room. It was packed. Um, people loved it. People had a great time. We, we, uh, we wound up closing the place out. We had a great time getting a chance to meet all of you and talk to all of you. Um, we received all your messages afterwards. And so we just want to thank you all for listening and thank you all for, for joining in on the fun. We had a great time that night. So we got a couple of messages we want to cover. Uh, we got a message from Jamie talks about French toast pizza and there's a recipe (laughs) for French toast pizza, which sounds like you really just take it, dunk it into eggs and then fry up your friend, your pizza the next day into like a quiche like pizza, I guess. I don't know. That does not sound bad to me though. The problem like, is, is that they start talking about putting maple syrup on it. And I'm like, uh, what are you Heath? You're going to put maple <laughs> syrup on your, what other disgusting <laughs> shit that doesn't belong on a fucking pizza are these fucking communists putting on their goddamn I don't know. pizza? I, I will say though, if there was a pizza with French toast on it, Heath would definitely eat it. <laughs> 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 All right. We got a message. Uh, this is from fallout guy and fallout guy sent us an image of what is clearly Mitch McConnell. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. It's 501. We got a message from Mark and Mark was talking about his, uh, he's had a pretty rough uh, go of it, was a little ill recently and he's in Japan and he was listening to our show and uh, wound up (laughs) laughing through some of the pain that he was in. Maybe not great to laugh while you're in pain, but uh, Mark had a really rough go of it. We want to just say hi to Mark and, and good luck, buddy. Got uh, a message from Adam. He says, uh, he says, just shows you've never r- driven in Oregon. We need these fucking taxes because our infrastructure is com- crumbling. Elect- uh, electronic vehicles use the roads, but don't pay any fucking gas tax, which is how we normally pay for the roads. Can't get gas taxes. Got to make it up elsewhere. Don't want to pay taxes to use the roads. Buy a fucking bike, Adam says. Yeah, so I just I just want to say, I think that's a little fallacious and I think it's it runs counter to the larger goal of reducing carbon emissions. So obviously we want to move um, more vehicles on the road to um, be producing less shit into the environment, or we, you know, are going to have more increasingly faster, worse troubles than we already have. So it seems like you can accomplish fixing your infrastructure by squeezing somewhere else. It's sort of like, it, it, it it's sort of like, you ever see that old commercial Cecil where it's like, oh, you go to buy a new car and they squeeze you here on the interest rate or they yeah, squeeze yeah, you. Yeah. So that there's a lot of different ways to get revenue as a state and to move money around. I think it's fallacious thinking to say like the only thing that can pay for infrastructure is gas taxes. Um, other, uh, other monies, revenue monies can be used to fix the crumbling infrastructure in your state. And believe me, I know something about crumbling state infrastructure. Illinois infrastructure is an abomination of yeah unsafe bridges and terrifying roads and potholes you could drive a tank into. So we, we get it. I do. We get it. But you don't want to do things that 
um, fix your infrastructure and then also de-incentivize people yeah. from moving toward cleaner, uh, less polluting uh, vehicles. And there, there are solutions to that, you know. You can come up with other kinds of taxes. You can move revenue around in other places. It doesn't have to be tit for tat. Tit for tat's a bad way of thinking, and it's a fallacious way of thinking because we don't actually earmark money. In Illinois, a great example of that, um, of how it doesn't work and money all just gets fucked up, is like the toll roads were originally put in place to build the highways. That's it. They're going to be temporary. We're going to put them in place. We're going to build the highways. We're going to call it a night. Well, it doesn't happen, right? Because revenue in is just revenue in, and it gets redirected. The same is true for lottery. Lottery money. Yeah, the lottery. I was going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lottery monies are huge sources of revenue for the state, and they're supposed to be earmarked specifically for education. And those monies don't always flow directly one for one into what they were originally intended for. You can do both. You can have policies within your state that incentivize reducing carbon emissions because that's just good for the world. Um, and then you can fix your crumbling infrastructure by finding other places to, to be frank, squeeze the populace, which is what taxes are, right? So to go one for one is a problem. We got a message from uh, Anthony, and Anthony said that uh, he, he wrote a, a longer message, but he said that the police are basically an unbiased fact checker, and uh, and and that's they're not really worried about whether or not someone is lying or not. Yeah, so I want to address this because I think everybody wants to think that they have an ability to behave in unbiased ways. Um, but the, the science tells us otherwise. We cannot behave in unbiased ways. We are an organ soup of biases. That's all that we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, it, the idea that any of us can act with total Spock-like objectivity um, is just, it's not true. You can't. None of you are unbiased. I am not unbiased. We are all trying desperately to check our biases, but most cognitive biases can't even be overcome successfully by checking in the moment, right? So you can go back with sometimes some help or self-reflection, and you can go back and realize your biases afterwards. But in the moment, those are, those are a set of evolutionary heuristics, and you're not getting around those, and you're not going to behave like Spock. And we have so many examples, so many hundreds of examples at this point of police acting in ways that belie those biases, right? Um, and we know that they're not impartial observers of facts. And we know that they're not um, making decisions about who to arrest and who's guilty and who's innocent based only on a sober examination of the truth. Or, you know, the true crime documentary fucking phenomenon would have a lot less material. <laughs> we got a message, a bunch of messages of people asking when they can, if they can keep donating to donating to Vulgarity for Charity. Sadly, the Vulgarity for Charity is over. We, of course, would encourage you to continue to donate to Modest Needs or your favorite charity at this point, but um, but tallying for Vulgarity for Charity has finished. And our total, we wound up, uh, we want to make sure that we tell everybody what our total is. Our grand total for uh, our audience uh, and this and the Puzzle and the Thunderstorm audience, we raised $156,546.53. And there was a $150,000 match, $125,000 from one donor, $25,000 from another corporate sponsor. Um, and that wound up getting us to $150,000 match. The grand total of everything was $306,546.53. Uh, 
So over over three hundred thousand dollars from our audience. So you can't you you just got to look at that and say and just stare at that in awe. Stare at that number in awe at at that number. And one of the things that I want to point out too is that that's well under fifteen hundred people that that donated that that kind of money. So it's uh, it's it's a lot of money from a small group of people. Yeah, I, c- I can't imagine what would happen if our listenership for our shows were to donate uh, you know, a much smaller amount, but many more people, you could probably w- crush that number um, of what we, what we raised this year. Um, so something to think about for next year. And just to give you guys an example, the um, average gift given by Modest Needs is about $700 to a family in need or a, a person struggling. Um, so your $306,000 um, goes an incredibly long way. At $700, that funds like 430-some people completely. So that's 400 yeah. families whose lives are changed. And, you know, think too, when, when, when you look at that and you reflect on the impact that you guys have helped us make, um, it's 400 gifts, but those gifts ripple, right? So the impact of a charitable gift to me, you know, if I were struggling, you know, I look around and like, I'm, I'm responsible for a lot of people. There's a lot of people in my life who, if I'm struggling and I am helped, you know, that's five, six, seven lives that are impacted by that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you got 400 and change families probably that have been helped um, by by you guys. And you've probably got, wow. you know, a multiplier of four to five easy on the, on the amount of impact. So we're talking about thousands of people, literally thousands of people whose lives this uh, holiday season have been impacted positively um, by this charity drive. And it, it, that's that's something that that really warms my heart to think about. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, and we're going to hopefully have uh, uh, Keith on to talk about the the impact that this has had on their organization this year and to tell some stories. He has specifically asked some people this year to collect stories. And, uh, and so he's going to come on and tell some more stories this year about some of the people that we've helped and some of the people that have been helped by Modest Needs. Um, we'll let you know when that's going to happen. We're hoping it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but we were very excited to work this year on Vulgarity for Charity. There's still many, many mo- more roasts coming in. Uh, in future episodes, we're going to be continuing to do the roasts. Um, we're taking a, a couple weeks off so people don't get too sick of it. But we are going to make sure we have a ton of uh, new roasts coming out soon. And we'll be adding those to the shows probably on a monthly basis moving forward after the first of the year. We want to thank, uh, we want to thank Coach Cameron, who's been listening forever. He sent us a, uh, like a congratulations on 500 for seven years, he's been a fan of the show. We've, we've, I, I remember him from early on. So, Coach, thanks for listening to us for so long. Yeah, that's amazing. That is, I remember when we got an email uh, from Coach Cameron all those many years ago, Cecil, and I was like, holy shit, dude. I think that guy's in like New Zealand or Switzerland. <laughs> Do you remember that? When the idea remember, of, yeah. of, of yeah, our yeah. voices reaching across the pond like yeah. blew us away. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I'm so grateful to have all of our listeners, but our listeners specifically that have stuck with us, you know, for half a decade or more. Yeah. That's just like, what does 500 mean? That's yeah. awesome. We got an image of, uh, someone says, is this Dave Dobbenmeyer's truck? This is Jason sent this image in. I'm going to post it on this week's show notes. You just got to read Jesus. all the different things that are on the back. First off, how do you even see out of the back of this thing? And then secondly, just read some of these things. My favorite, and Tom and I were trying to decipher it earlier, there's a part of this where it says, step aside, girls, the alpha males are back. And there's like five ways to interpret that statement. <laughs> and none of them are good. <laughs> but and, and also, none of them 
none of them, none of them get this guy's hands on a boob. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not a single like, one. There is no way that step aside girls, the alpha males are back is not something that a lonely, uh, like uh, that is, yeah. that is the bumper sticker of somebody lonely, a very lonely, lonely, dude. lonely, a very lonely dude. He's probably going to drive that truck into people later. On. <laughs> 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 we got a message from Mick, the bearded Bogan, and I'm going to post it on this week's show notes. It's a Joel Austin image. Hilarious. We're going to, oh, thank it's you so, so much for sending it. We also got an image from Cassandra. <laughs> And the title is, this is the future liberals want. I just can't get over how amazing this image is. I'm going to post it on this week's show notes as well. Um, Check it out. This is episode 501. So we are going to be live streaming. It's our hope to live stream this upcoming Thursday night. So we are hoping that we can live stream a little Christmas party. We may or may not be consuming some eggnog on the air. So check us out. It's going to be, I'm not sure if it's eight or nine. Check our Facebook feed to see how it should be probably nine o'clock. I imagine our time. That's what we're going to try to aim for. And in the upcoming year, it's our goal to try to put out more of these, these live streams to YouTube and all the other places that this streams to at a regular time over every week, short live stream, you know, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, but we're hoping we can put something like that out every week or every week that we're in the studio on Thursdays. But this Thursday, we should be in the studio and we should be, uh, we should be doing a little Christmas party. So come check us out. Um, come check out the live stream. It should be a lot of fun. Cecil, can't we do something like black tar heroin instead? Like, does it have to be as bad as eggnog? I feel like, I feel like that little stovetop kid who's like, why not both? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank the Puzzle and the Thunderstorm guys, the Citation Needed guys, the GAM guys, the Scathing guys, the, the Skeptocrat guys. guys for joining us this week on uh, on Cognitive Dissonance. I joined them for Skeptocrat uh, last week, so go ahead and, and tune into the Skeptocrat for last week. We had a lot of fun. They recorded it here in studio, um, and we had a, gr- a great time doing that. Uh, they were great to have in studio. We had a lot of fun with them over the weekend. A lot of people got a chance to meet them at the pizza party. Uh, and we just had a wonderful time. We were happy we could share it with them. They've been very close friends with us for a for a while, so for a couple of years yeah. at least, since we started Citation Needed, maybe even a little before. So uh, we want to thank them for joining us. Check out all their stuff, uh, Puzzle and the Thunderstorm stuff. You can go to, uh, you can go to Scathing Atheist. We're going to post all the links on this week's show notes, but Scathing Atheist, GAM, uh, God Awful Movies, you can listen to, Skeptocrat, and Citation Needed. So if you haven't heard Citation Needed, it's a fun show that we put together uh, with them every week. Uh, it's a lot of fun and they are very funny guys and fun to work with. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. We are going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.